What's up, my guys? We are back. This is the Juice Box with episode 74. I would like to give a very, very special happy 29th birthday Jeez. to our guy, Zarly Price. What's up, my guy? Yeah. Sheesh. Uh, feeling a little old over here now. Did you say 29? 21, he said. Oh, okay. yeah. 21. That's what I thought. Yeah. I don't think I stuttered. Because I was going to think there's no way we're this old by now. No, no, I'm excited to get to go out to bars finally with you guys, and uh, it's going to be legit. Don't yeah. got to use a fake anymore. I'm hyped up. Fakes are, fakes are gone, <sighs> and luckily for us, Big Jim made everything 100% today. <laughs> Shout out that man, Big Jim. You come on the pod whenever you want, brother. Dude, I'd be down. <laughs> Shout out Big Jim. I'd be but, so down, but in all seriousness, so you can come on if you want. Yeah, but I feel like after like your 21st birthday, everyone's just the same age. I could not yeah. agree more you know? until you hit 30. But even even so, though, like, if I'm talking to someone and they're like, oh, I'm 32, I'm like, uh, we're basically, we're <laughs> the, same, we're the age. same age. What's what's the bar now, though? Like, what's the age now where you're officially old? Because I think we all can agree well, yeah. that 30s are, are kind of the new 20s in terms of, like, people really don't get married or have kids until they're much older now. So what, what age... Like makes you old, you think? I think, if I'm personally speaking, I honestly like the year I was 27. I started noticing like I was feeling old, like physically, yes. like waking up, not being able to handle things as well as as my younger self could. Which is crazy because 27 is young, but in a social aspect, I think you can get it to your like your mid 30s. Yeah, you know I what agree. I mean. Like, I, I still, like, socially feel like I, I can. Hey, Zol. We, we got a barker. No, but I think, I, I realistically think, like, like I agree with Jake. I think 30s are the new 20s. Maybe that's just us being hopeful because we're, you know, we're getting to 30. And then we're like, oh, we're, we're you know, 30s are the new 20s. We're not there yet. But I don't know. I, I definitely do. Oh, well, shout out to Sith Saray. Sith is in the building. Yeah. What's, What's up, up, dude? See, I for me, I think it's 37. 37? 37 for me. No offense to anybody that's 37 or older, but anybody that's 37 to me is old. Yeah. I, I Yeah. Because in the – I change – actually, dude, the more I'm thinking about it, though – I'm going to kind of roll into this one. Entourage was so ahead of its time in terms of the show and like how that how that lifestyle that they lived. And it was people don't that's 2004. Like times. Were it really is different. so weird because me and Jake have been watching it and I'll like look up like what year the season is on. And I'm like, this is literally early 2000s. Yeah, but they're all so much older. So like yeah. that that show, every time I rewatch it, it puts in perspective to me like, OK, like they're. It seems like 34, 35 oh, out there just get in their and drama's old. Like drama's, oh, drama's old, old. old. <laughs> I, think, I think that just um, that comes with like the Hollywood aspect, though. Like if you're famous or if you're living in Hollywood, like if you're part of a entourage, so to speak, you know, like everyone's got their fucking every famous person has their group around them. Yeah. You can act younger for 
a good while longer. Yeah. That is very true, actually. Dude, you know what's weird to me, though? Okay, so Tom Brady, okay? He's been playing in the NFL how, how many years? Now? Long time. Like, a lot. Do we know the exact number? I don't know. 18 years or something crazy? <laughs> Way more than that. 20? Okay, let's say 20. He was in the league in the year 2000, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's just say 20, I don't know, 20 years. Okay. You, I, when I think of Tom Brady, I'm like, man, he's been in the NFL for so long. He's an old man, but he's only, what, 42? Yeah, like, like, he's he, not that old. He's actually old. young. Yeah. yeah. I think about that all the time. Like, professional athletes that have been playing for so long, they're like, oh, he's only 36? Yeah. Like, LeBron no, James a, is like 36. It's a crazy thing. Like, it's it's what people, like, I'm a big Pens fan. When you go on blogs and stuff, they're talking about how, like, Crosby and Malkin are past their prime. Like, they're old men now. I'm like, dude, they're 34. Yeah. 33. Not weird. Like, that's young. But it actually, it's old for the sport. And, like, it's crazy when you think that Crosby and Malkin have both been in the league since, I think, Crosby was 18 when he joined the league. Malkin was 19. I'm so So, like, we start playing professional sports when you're a teenager. Think about that. I'm so happy I got this. And I know a lot of people have, but I'm not a big hockey guy. So, for me, it means, like, more that I got to see... Crosby, Malkin, and Ovechkin play against each other in a playoff game. Yeah, that's big time. And I, I truthfully, I don't think I'm ever going to another hockey game unless it's of that caliber. Because I don't know if I've ever told it on here. I'll make it real quick. But it was one of those things where we were going up to watch it on the big screen. I didn't know there yeah, was any chance outside. we were going in. And then my dad bought tickets, so we went in. So that was it was pretty cool. But I, I don't know. And so Tom Brady entered the league in the year 2000, which fights always says this. It's crazy to put it in perspective. Tom Brady probably will end up playing three Hall of Fame careers in three different decades, dude. Like 2000 to 2009 or 10, and then 2010 to 2019 or 20. Yeah, you're right. And he'll probably play like two or three more years. Yo, he's played in three different decades, bro. Crazy. That's crazy. That is craziness. I never even thought of that. The whole time thing is weird. This is this is interesting we're talking about this because I have something written down. I was sitting at work the other day, and I was just thinking someone had brought up the year 2030. And my, and my immediate reaction was, oh, I mean, like, that's still, like, two decades away. And then yeah. I was like, wait, that's fucking nine years away. Dude, yeah. Dude, I, I think it I said it a couple weird. episodes ago. I'm stuck. In like 2010, 2011. Yeah. So every time I see like even 2015, I'm like, oh, that's that that's real close, dude. 2015 is already six years ago. Yeah, Whoa. that's scary. That's crazy. That is crazy. I mean, six years. It was a different time back then too. 2015, good year. That dude, was a good it, year. Dude, it's it's just it's weird. Uh, it's just weird to see how everything's just evolved in in our lives, but also like how you're supposed to live and like what's yeah. going on yeah it's fucking wild but i want to tell you guys space jam 2 so i saw the plot actually what's up tig how are <laughs> you man? before i begin i'm doing well let's get back to space jam 2 yeah all right thanks for the intermission we're back and so if i read this correctly lebron james and brawny are like going through different universes. So Bronny's high as fuck. And they're gonna run into like the D the DC superheroes. They're gonna run into Mad Max people. They're gonna run into a bunch of the Warner movies. What? And they're gonna be traveling through these dimensions and universes. And then probably sounds kind of like so, a so Wreck-It Ralph, Wreck-It Ralph uh, yeah vibe going on here. So that that probably 
is why, like, the article I read was talking about how in the, like, final game or whatever, there's, like, all these people in the stands watching. People well, we're saying Batman's going to be in the stands watching. Like, I have like a I have a bone to pick about Space Jam too. Okay, it shouldn't happen. I, I'm okay with it. I, I'm I don't like that it's LeBron, but I'm okay with the movie coming out. They made Lola Bunny just not hot anymore. What? She was hot as fuck in Space Jam One. They did Shh. they did it on purpose. Well, I know that's yeah. just the world we live in right. now. But it's like, come on, dude. They you de- can't mess up Lola Bunny. Her. Yeah. Lola is. Yeah, I know, and now she's not, and it's like, well, you might as well cancel the movie. I just don't, I just don't get what we're doing here anymore. No, so it's just, <laughs> it's just one reason why the first will always be better than the second. It's not even going to be close. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I agree. But truthfully, I think the only way, the only way that it could compete is by adding that whole multiverse element. Like, if it yeah. was just, like, a normal story, like, Michaels would not even touch it. Yeah. But the fact... I don't well, know, you know man. what they should have done? Cool. I, mean, I don't know if they're playing the Monstars. I'm just pissed they did remake it. No, I don't not. think they are. I think I saw the team they're playing against is called the Goon Squad. Well, they should have somehow brought Michael Jordan back in. Dude, it. me and Dylan yes. Snyder are playing against them, bro. Right? Like, what? <laughs> the Goon, Goon dude, Squad. I saw, uh, like, you know how in the first one there's a Bill Murray cameo? Yeah. And like Bill Murray's on the team. Yeah. So I was reading a Reddit thread that was like, who's going to be the Bill Murray of this one? And people had some pretty funny ideas. There was a really good one where someone was like, so watch, they'll get to they'll get to the big game and and someone will be like, well, I know this guy we could get on our team. His name's Michael Jordan. And then it comes time, and, and Michael Jordan comes out, but it's Michael B. Jordan. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, that would be great. How funny would that, that be? That would be awesome. Dude, that would be incredible Dude, if they really but did it's that. It's so funny. When you brought up Bill Murray's cameo, like, when I when I thought of it, like, who could play that kind of cameo in Space Jam 2, the first person that came to my mind was Jack Black. Okay. That'd be good. How funny would it be if Jack Black just came rolling out with LeBron James and played on whatever their team's going to be Damn, so, I'm so, for anything Jack Black. Yeah. So, so the one the for some reason, the one that's coming to my head's Woody Harrelson. That'd be that'd good, be, too. That's literally oh, what yeah. I was thinking. That'd I was be legit, too. To chime in. Woody Harrelson playing the same role he always does of just, like, the comedic, like, funny guy. Or, just, yeah. like, just so out of place in that movie with LeBron and Brawny and, like, all the Disney things. And Woody like, Harrelson would be a really good yeah. one. He's just there with his, like, country accent and just, like... Dude, he's great in The Hunger Games, too. He's great in everything, He's great. Dude. He's great. <laughs> He's great and white men can't jump, too. Yeah, that's dude, perfect. that's a fucking awesome movie. You're right. So right there, yeah, and he's in semi-pro and plays a basket, basketball player. Or they could just bring out Troy Bolton since they're doing multiverse Troy stuff. Bolton. That you know, I think Adam Sandler would be a good one, too, mm, for that oh, cameo fuck. role. That one takes the cake. That's the because winner. Because he, he, he plays ball in a lot of movies he's in. Now, that one's the winner. Well, did you see the big news the past week of the— him and uh, uh, Scooter, what's his name? Scooter Braun. No, Scooter Braun. That no, piece of Happy shit. Gilmore's villain. Oh, Shooter oh, McGavin. Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. Him and Shooter McGavin were on the Dan Patrick show, and they literally greenlit the movie on the show, and they they want to do it as an adult pro am, and it's going to be Happy Gilmore and Scooter. Shooter. <laughs> happy, happy Gilmore 2 is, is Shooter is it McGavin. Is really going to be a Happy Gilmore 2? They were talking. I saw it too. They literally were talking about it on the Dan Patrick show because you know Dan Patrick will be in it. They're boys. So Happy Gilmore 2, the premise will be Shooter McGavin's 
twin brother is pissed that he lost Scooter McGavin. Scooter McGavin comes. <laughs> and then Scooter Braun will just be there. He'll be yeah. his manager. I, I would I'm be for it. Yeah, I'm, I'd be Dude, sick. I love anything Adam Sandler. He, his next movie that comes out is supposed to be, it's going to be like him and like Kevin Garnett are starring in it or something like that, I saw. The right, the... The uh, the Kevin Garnett was in the last movie you just did. Yeah, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. That was Kevin yes. Garnett. Uh, it's right, hold on, no. Keep someone keep talking about something. I'm gonna look this up. All right. Well, I well, learned that. Oh, go ahead. I, well, I learned that when we, me and Jake watched Uncut Gems, that it was the craziest fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. Remember that ending? Yeah. Don't spoil it for me. Well, I'm not gonna spoil it, it. But all I have to say is, wow. I I I I literally stood up out of my chair and yelled. Yeah, and and so everyone praises it, and then it didn't get any kind of Oscar nods. Not at all. Well, it's a, you know all that stuff is rigged anyway. Oh, dude, it's so rigged. Just like, like anything else. Anyone, if you take the Grammys, the Oscars, the fucking all of them seriously, you're an idiot because it's all just fucking preach rigged. A little bit. But oh no come no, on. A no okay on, yes no. a little bit to an, little they bit. have great to an extent mu- yes like Ford v Ferrari should have won Ford v Ferrari should have been up there I didn't yes. see Parasite but everyone said Parasite was amazing yeah so no but Ford yeah v you're Ferrari right to an, extent, there, you know? to an extent to an extent to an extent um but speaking of like you're jumping out of the seat moment I don't think I've had one of those since the long night Game of Thrones when Arya oh you know. Yep. Pull the little switcheroo. Yeah. I sunk, I sunk in my seat during this. God. Yeah. God. What I was going nuts. I was screaming scene. like, ah! And then I <sighs> fell and collapsed and I came everywhere. But yeah. Yeah. When I was, yeah. What an episode. That's what happened what to me show. when I watched The Red Wedding when I was binging. Yes. Thrones. I was thinking about that today, actually. That's funny you brought that up. Legitimately, there's only been a few times where I've been watching shows and, like, I had a mouth drop moment. Yeah. The Red Wedding was absolutely one of those times. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I had no... I I, I was like this. I was speechless. Yeah. When I first was flying through it, because I was trying to catch up. Right. Everybody was on season six. So I was flying through it. When that literally happened, I my heart just fell out of my asshole. Well, yeah. I mean, another... I wanted to cry. Another one like that for me, and Jake was there, can attest for me, uh, season finale of Manda season two. Man, that yeah, that that's was a, awesome. That's a that one was a killer. Some goo- goosebumps when they're like, "It's a single X-wing." Oh my god! Like, oh yeah. shit! Wait, yeah. did you, you still haven't seen it? No, was it a uh, Luke Skywalker? Yes. Maybe. Yes. Oh, I just completely guessed. Spoiler alert! Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert! I forgot Luke's alive. Well, did you guys see still. that? That uh, there's supposed to be a space hotel by 2027. I did see. That. You see that? Anyone? On on I the did. moon or in on real Mars? Life. Like floating or I think it's supposed to be like a sat like a satellite type deal floating around. It mm. looks like a carousel carousel. No, it looks a like circle. it looks like the same Xenon thing we've always seen in all the movies. The you know? circle. Yeah, the circle. Yeah. It's like a circle. Space yeah. station. It's like a circle. Yeah. They actually look like that. Xenon yeah. basically Xenon is coming to and then, like, fruition. The bottom floor is like the gym and you can run on a treadmill and then you can just like fly out of your pods. Baker Mayfield Dude. thought he saw I think an it was alien. In the Martian. There's w- space hurricanes happening. Did uh, you see all that shit? Uh-uh. There's literally hurricanes going on in space above the Earth, and they've never seen it before. Like a like a now listen, I'm not quoting myself to be any <laughs> kind of scientist or give you any kind of factual information. If you choose to listen to what I say, that's what I think. But I don't think they said it's never happened before. And there is a literal hurricane 
going on in space above Earth. Tig, can you Google space hurricane? Because I have to. Know Are you ready that. for the ho? And then hurricane. I will show you guys the picture. An old coworker of mine that was my boss when I lived in the Outer Banks. She uploaded a picture. Look at that, dude. I that, mean, that's what? actually happening. Yeah. You know what that is? That's that from Xenon. Rained? Yeah, the second Xenon. Yeah. Yeah. They have some weird thing going on so like that. Is that Protozoa? Rain, yeah, that's exactly electron. what it is. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, what, what Xenon, for those listeners that don't know what you're talking about? Second Xenon has a, uh, an alien <laughs> that they come in contact with. It kind of looks like that picture. It's like it Xenon. Like floats around. It's got... Two wing. I look like an idiot. Xenon is a uh, sorry. I won't tril- uh, original Bullshit. Disney movie trilogy where they yes. live in space. There is a third one. I forgot about. That. Hey, dude, watch it on Disney Plus. Disney yeah. Plus. Xenon. So, yeah, for those trilogy. guys that didn't know what Xenon was. If you don't know what Xenon is, you've yeah. been living under a rock. You probably yeah. shouldn't be listening to us. If you don't, if you don't know, know what Xenon, Xenon is, you're probably like a teenager. You're probably yeah. Or you quit could listening be to some old men. I have no idea. But, but real, still, real fast, I'll show. Probably I'll watched Camp Rock as a kid. So I'll show you the picture. My boss uploaded a picture on Instagram. There's literally just this pink blob that's that was in the sky in the Outer Banks. Just this. I'll show you when we're done. Maybe I can send it to Tag and he can put it in the clip. Just a pink blob. That kind of, like, it's circle, but it just is in the sky. So I don't huh. know, man. What, what do you really have to worry about these days, you know? Aliens, apparently. Apparently. Yeah, truthfully. Well, Baker Mayfield saw the same exact thing that I saw. Yeah. So, remember when I saw it a few yeah. months ago, and I was like, I saw a freaking floating ball out in the sky, and it zoomed across the sky? Yeah, it was Tinkerbell. No, dude. Listen. <laughs> listen, I know it sounds craziness, and I was the only one there. That was after on, I drank 12 And I didn't get it on video, beers. though. I was 100% sober, dude. I promise you. There's no other explanation. I think there's been a lot of phenomenons happening lately, and I actually have one here. This past week, I want to know, has anyone ever experienced the phenomenon of disappearing school buses? What? No. Have, have there been a... <laughs> has there Listen, been a, nope, there was a statewide two times, area of just like Two times this missing? past week no. where I was driving, and there was a school bus maybe like three or four cars ahead of me. And then I would look down to, like, change a song or something. And when I look back up, it was gone. And I'm like, where would the school bus turn? There's nowhere for it to turn. So, in turn, I'm thinking I'm losing my goddamn mind. So, now I can tell here, you both places where it happened, too. Now that we're here, though, what do you think they did? Were they flying? Did they dive underneath? Was it a, like, a... You know, Jake, I'll be <laughs> honest with you. I think that... I'm so emotionally exhausted nowadays that sometimes I think I just see things. Okay. Could happen. That's an honest I'm answer. Even, I'm not even kidding. That's <laughs> sometimes That's I an think, honest answer. and then I just don't even know. I'm like, I think I just made that whole thing out of my head. It didn't even happen. God, humans are weird. So literally two times this week. Once on National Road, past, I was coming down the big hill, c- coming towards Jen's. And then all of a sudden, the, the school bus was gone. And then the other one was going through South Wheeling towards Mozart and was just gone. You think? I it, don't know. Do you think it turned into a horse and jumped off the hill? I think realistically, it probably just made a turn and I didn't see it make a turn. And 
I'm just overanalyzing the whole situation, but it's just weird because like school buses aren't small. Yeah, they're big. Just they're big. So it's like, man, how did I miss that happen? It's just I don't know. It, it fucks with my head. I feel my you. head is fucked with. I feel you, man. Well, do do one of you want to bring in our guest here, or in, introduce him, and then we'll take a short intermission. Well, yeah, I would love to introduce uh, one of our long time coming. Guests on the pod, friend of the pod, the Wicked Good Gaming guys. Um, they've give they've given us a lot of love here lately. Tiggy Nation, they're boys with Tiggy Nation. So that's kind of how that started. We're just gonna keep the train rolling. So shout out to Doctor Bob. Thanks for coming on. Hey guys, Tiggy here, and you're about to go through a journey of an interview with Doctor Bob for Wicked Good Gaming. Just a little forewarning though, while we were on uh the Skype call. Um, it turns out our devices, uh, became unplugged a little bit throughout it. So, um, the audio from our side is not the best and, um, not up to like, uh, what we like our standards to be, but Dr. Bob sounds incredible as he is brilliant and fantastic. So please, uh, enjoy the interview and thanks for sticking with us. We're joined by an incredible person tonight. A man who deserved the grandest of introductions. A man who has once stopped a moving train with his bare hands and still was able to make his reservation to his and his girl's anniversary dinner. A man who has made it to the tippy top of every leaderboard he set his mind to. A founding father of the number one gaming podcast on the internet wavelengths in this universe that we know of. Born in the fires of Boston and currently residing in any town USA. A man who's an absolute wonderful friend and a better person. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Bob of Wicked Gaming, how you doing? Wow. Wow. Enjoy. You're giving Dalma a fucking run for his money with that. That was nice. Oh, I feel, oh. No, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I got to sit back. I got to sit down a little bit because my nips just perked up. <laughs> that was fucking now, electric. He, I'm telling you. This this kid is incredible at coming up with off the dome, fake advertisements, intros. It, it, it's fascinating, and he does it. He does it in such a quick time that I know it would take me at least four hours to manage. He's literally the king of it. Oh my god, dude! He calls in every week with a question to the show, and it's every single week. It's like I'm falling asleep at my fucking desk trying to get through the podcast, and then boom, Tiggy calls in. Oh my God! There's the fucking energy I needed. Let me set up for this shit every single week. <laughs> yeah, like I, in our earlier episodes, Tig would come up with his fake ads, and then I'd have like some of our listeners ask me, like, "Yo, you guys are sponsored by like this?" I'm like, "No, that was just made up, like basically on the spot. It's just like it's a lot. Yeah, just for entertainment. Yeah. I need one. All right, since now since we're on the spot, Tiggy, let's hear one. Let's hear a nice ad read. Okay, so. Here we go. I'm just going with what's off the top in the room. So, you know, with the uh, the NFTs out there in the world, we're capturing moments. We're capturing everything <laughs> that brings us together as a race against the aliens. And who among us should lead the race to the NFTs? None other than the greatest actor of all time, a man whose ego does not resemble his height in the slightest, <laughs> a man who has improved his face and teeth dental structure to the tippy top, 
I'm talking about the one who has saved us not once, but twice from the same race. I'm talking about the great Tom Cruise. That was great. So I don't know what we're actually advertising, but it sounded like NFTs and Tom Cruise. Scientology. This, this week's episode is brought to you by Scientology. <laughs> I'll try to Google some of that and find out what that's about. No one actually knows. No one. I've never held bigger. It's just a pyramid scheme. Yeah. <laughs> so Bob, I got a question for you. So today, I was on the old Twitter sphere, and I came across an article of there was this gentleman who escaped jail or prison somehow and has a 17-year sentence and has been in hiding, hasn't been able to be caught. The reason he got caught today or a couple days ago by the law is because he decided that he needed to go out and buy the new Call of Duty game. So my question to you, I know you're a big-time gamer. What would be the game that you would risk it to get the biscuit if you needed to play it while you were in hiding from the law? Oh, man. Well, first of all, it's gotta be, it has to be a completely offline game, you know? You can't play something online. You want to know why? Because, one, the government's always fucking watching, okay? And they're going to fucking track you down immediately. So you got to have something offline. You got to go like, uh, you got to go like GameCube, GameCube, right? Completely offline, get Mario Kart, Mario Kart Double Dash. Okay. That's a classic. Double Dash. You ever, you ever, play, Mario you ever play Mario Baseball on GameCube? Oh, my God, dude. In high school, we used to go to my buddy Dom's house. Every single for like almost every single Friday, and we would just get fucked up and play Mario baseball, and then we would play Mario oh. tennis, and then Mario. Yeah. And we just played every fucking Mario game until four o'clock in the morning, and we would just be shit faced every single almost every other week. Yeah. Dude, that that's so funny because when I was like a junior and senior in high school, before summer football practice, me and a few of my buddies would go over to our friend's house and we would just play Mario baseball for hours before football practice. Oh yeah, such a great game. That wait, so Mario Golf's coming back. Yeah, give no. it, give it like I'm gonna predict this. Tiggy, you know, I fucking will this shit into existence. Give it three, three years, right? And we're gonna get either Mario Tennis or Mario Baseball, or we're gonna get both on, uh, on the Switch. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, if they're coming back with Mario Golf, like. You gotta, you gotta expect the other sports franchises to come as well. How, how, how close are we to being able to just put these headsets on and just go at it together, like in a Ready Player One scenario? Because I tr oh. truly, with all the technology and power, and I've never done the Oculus, but I've seen people like do it, and it looks fun. I just feel like it's only a matter of time before I'm just suiting up and just going into the Oasis. Uh, so I think the biggest, so the biggest issue with like VR shit now is cost of production, which is why you don't see like major companies like Microsoft getting into it right now. You only see like Sony and Valve who are working through it, uh, Oculus and all that shit. So, I mean, cost of production is one. And then two is being able to have a wireless set. So like the Oculus Quest 2 I think is the first real wireless gaming VR set, but it's limited in like resolution. It's limited in like the library you could play through. So 
I don't know, once more major companies, like if Apple, if fucking Google, if all of them pick that shit up, like then maybe it'll start to work more. But I'm going to say like, give it like 15, 20 years. When we're fucking old as shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I can see like 10 plus us being there. But, you know, unfortunately, like we're, we're going to be on the very edge of, you know, athletic ability in a sense, unless you're just an absolute freak of nature like yourself. Which I am. Yes. So that's always a risk. And then a bunch of, you know, a bunch of Gen Z squares are going to come in, you know, 10 years old and bring us left and right. Does the VR games actually interest you guys, though? Because for me, I really just want no part of it. Like, does it scare you? Rather, no, no, no. It doesn't scare me. It's just like, I'm so trained, I guess you could say, to, to hold a controller. Like, I don't even care to try a new way to play video games. I'll just feel awkward. Like, I just, I'll just want to hold a control. Yeah. I feel like I'd get really tired really quick, too, because I'm way out of shape. Uh, unless it was a, a completely immersive, like, Spy Kids 3, I don't want any part of it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, too, because uh, with the Switch and, like, old-school Nintendo Wii, you would have, like, the two controllers and stuff, and yeah. you're trying to, like, shoot and everything like that. And it's like, I'm just thinking, like, when I think of VR, I'm thinking straight, like, you know, Ready Player One, I'm thinking the movie Gamer with, uh, who's, the, who's the guy, Gerard Butler, you know, where it's like, you're literally suited up and you're, every move you do is controlling your avatar, you know? Yeah. So is it going to be like, you wear a suit, are you holding a controller, like, are you two controllers? Because that's going to do it. Like, I can't wait till we just, you know, hop in and it's like, we're just running yeah. on treadmills and jumping and stuff. I mean, that's what I'm thinking VR. Okay, yeah, that's you, yeah, that's you 100% cool. lost me at running on treadmills. That's what, yeah, I was gonna say. that's what I was going to say, though. I feel like like you got to do the full thing. Like Ready Player One, they got their, their treadmill that goes every which direction. Your headset's on. You're, you're literally in the game. Like, I think that would, I would love to do something. No yeah. doubt about it. Um, so, Bob, you, you know, you obviously um, are part of the number one gaming podcast uh, on the on the interwebs, you know. And uh, you know, currently you're kind of running through some uh, some certain games um, there. You know, you run the big YouTube. And uh, can you tell me about this game you've been playing? I actually fell asleep to it last night. It was it was so uh, it was so nice and soothing. Um, the the Super Seducer, uh, please. Like part two. Uh, <laughs> please. So let me preface this by. Early on in our like, early on in our brand's career, we, I myself was pretty much re. I would be connecting with any and all, you know, development companies, publishers, producers that wanted to share their games with us. So that's like, in my opinion, that's one of the reasons why like we've grown so much into like, the big fucking companies we have ties with now. Uh so I think it was like three years ago, uh, we got approached by the PR company for Super Seducer 2, and I was looking at it, and I was like, bro, what the fuck is this? Like, I was, see I was seeing headlines, people were all fucking complaining on the internet, because of course, people have to be upset on the internet. Oh my god, only fucking asshole pigs are playing this game, why would anybody play this? And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna fucking play this. So, I dude, I start playing through Super Seducer 2. This is like three years ago. I was streaming it. And this was early in the streaming career, too. And people just, like, latched onto it. And we all know why people latched onto it. Because it's people fucking horny on the internet. 
Oh, I, I figured it was from them watching you get turned on by the game. That's what I would assume. There's no, the, the problem is there's nothing in that game that is like sexually satisfying to play through. It's just the most absurd scenarios about some fucking guy from Britain who thinks he's the, the sexiest guy on the planet. He's, I'll be honest, he's not that fucking bad looking. And he, can, he probably fucking throws his dick around too. But he, he definitely was, he's easily on the man rocket scale. Oh, he's, and he 100% as a hog. There's no doubt in my mind. You don't go. You don't walk around. You don't make a game like that if you don't have a hammer between your knees. Yeah. You get, yeah, I agree. Some some guy with a little dick is just not getting on Super Seducer. What is it? Super Seducer Three. Yeah. So, so I so I recently played through Super Seducer Three. Yeah, I watched your a couple minutes of your video. Your I saw it on one of your tweets of you just playing it. And I immediately thought, I want to play this game. That's the first thing I thought. It's like, I want to buy this game to play. Well, my, my question to you would be, you know, if you have these ties in the Super Seducer family, is there any way that you can see if I can be the actor for Super Seducer 4, and then I get to pick the women of my choice to demonstrate the things that may happen in Super Seducer 4? Yeah, yeah, so I see what you're doing, and you're following the traditional path of all the horny people that were watching me play it. So I, I see where you're going with this. But I hate to break this news to you. There isn't going to be a Super Seducer 4. But, but he's pivoting. You know, He's pivoting in the genre. He's going from Super Seducer 3 to Horror Seducer 1. So it's going to be like an FMV horror survival game. But I can almost guarantee you it will be 95% naked, half-naked women. Isn't that like most horror uh, games nowadays, though? Uh, I mean, mm, no, nah, that was more like that was more like late 90s, early 2000s. Now it's so now it's every, now you can't play now you can't play that shit because people just get mad. So it's, these these games, it's essentially like the real life version of those like Telltale games. Where you just you're picking choices, yeah, uh, whichever way. Well, yeah, I didn't realize there were games like that. It was kind of like that. They came out. It was a maybe a year or two ago. A Black Mirror movie, right? And it was yeah, like interactive. Yeah. It was interactive on Netflix. So, oh, yeah. yeah, so it's the same kind of thing. I didn't even know they had games like that, but well, choose your own adventure. Yeah, I mean, really, back in the day with the books, with like prints, you know, like. I've never actually like books and we can read and still don't know how to read. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all digital. I mean, we got video game podcast hosts on our, on our show, you know, I mean, the world's evolving. And I think you guys at Wii U Gaming are doing such like a good job of just, you know, rolling with everything that's been in quarantine and stuff. Initially, what drove me to you guys was, I think, like a few blogs or something. I want to guess, like, um, it was like from Barstool, like, had to like something, or it just came off my feed and it had like the blogs and stuff. And I was reading, I'm like, oh my God, this is like gaming's, like, slash bar, like, X Barstool. I mean, this is like perfect down my alley. I love Barstool. I love video games and stuff. And like, everything's like, the blog was like so well written in terms of like, showed like a lot of passion for the video games, but it also had a lot of personality behind it. Whereas other, you know, 
video game publications, like you don't get any sort of personality with it being written and stuff. And that's what I think like stood you guys out so far to me and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, that's literally what we, I mean, you know us, we don't give a shit, like we give a shit to a certain extent, but like, we don't care enough to have to try to appease everybody. So we don't like, I don't care what people think of my takes on video games. If you disagree with me, that's cool. But like, you're probably a fucking idiot. My takes are pretty good. But um, like when we started it, it was always like the three of us. We want to be those people that you sit down at a like a dive bar with in the middle of nowhere. And you're like, hmm, CDL's on this weekend, you know? Well, for you and fucking Chris, but like me and Dom, no way. But like, you know, CDL's on this weekend and you just overhear somebody else talking about it. And then you strike up that conversation and we're just those three guys at the bar that you could sit down, have a drink with and talk about video games. But at no point are we ever going to be like, well, you know, let me get into the in-depth analysis of the frame by frame in this scene here. Like nobody fucking cares about that. Nobody wants to deal. Nobody wants to consume that type of content. The people that consume that content are all, they're all fucking wasting away on Reddit right now. People want personality and people want, you know, figures that they can relate to. Yeah, so let's let's reel it back real quick. We're not going to just walk out of the bar here. So you guys are sitting there at the bar, you three. My first question is, one, who gets drunk first? And oh. two, what, what, what are your guys' go-to, go-to drinks at a bar? That's, that is real easy. Uh, so to be fair... <laughs> to be fair, I'm 6'2", 250 pounds. Chris is 6'3", probably like 220. Dom is a clean 5'8". Who the fuck knows how much he weighs? He's like, him and Chris are both skinny fat. I'm fat fat. And like, it's Dom. It's Dom. Dom is the one who gets fucking drunk first. He'll never, he'll never agree to it. He'll never be like, oh, you're right, Rob. I do get drunk first. He'll challenge you on it every single day. But, you know, it's, yeah, it's true. Drinks wise, though, drinks wise, let's see. I mean, we're probably, all three of us are probably just drinking an ice cold beer. Dom and myself, a Miller, you know, if I'm, if I'm trying to cut the, the calories and the carbs a little bit, um, you know, nah, fuck that. It's just Miller Lite for me and Dom. Uh, Chris, are you going to say, Ultra? Oh, I was going to say Michelob Ultra, but like, I'm not drinking a Michelob Ultra at a bar. I'll drink a Michelob Ultra by myself when I want to feel bad about myself. Uh, I'm a Miller guy as well. Oh, I did. I'm fucking drinking them right now. They they never get old. They don't. I mean, they're they're the best beer out there. I think they taste like this. <laughs> like, I mean, to be fair, you're wrong, but they kind of. Taste like this. I, I can see where you're coming from, but uh, maybe. So we can let, let's go back. So you, when when did you guys? So like, how far out in advance did you guys start having conversations about thinking that you wanted to start this empire that you've basically started now? Like, was this you know months and months talk? Was it a couple years, or was it just one of those things where you guys were just like? fuck it, let's do it, and then the consistency just kind of made it roll into your, like, normal lifestyle. Kind of 
because I, I feel like that's what we're going through right now. Like we know that Friday nights are literally podcast recording and it's just part, part of the life. Like when, how long did it take before you guys started this whole thing? So uh, Dom and I were in a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. We played together for probably like four years. And then I've recently taken a couple year hiatus. Uh, but like every single Monday night, we would sit down, we would get together We'd be playing with like three or four of other, uh, a couple of our buddies, and we would just get drunk. And while we're playing D and D, we would talk about video games. And then at one point, I think I was like a, a junior in college at the time. Uh, we were just like, why don't we do something about it? Like we we do this every single week. Why don't we just create something? You know. So Dom and I were trying to get our D and D buddies in on it, and like. They're not, they couldn't be as consistent. They couldn't commit to anything. And we also didn't know what direction we wanted to go in. At first we were just like, let's do a podcast right away. And then we all just agreed like, you know what, let's build, let's try to build something first. So we started with the brand, we started with a blog and then a couple years later. But uh, so Chris came into it because he and Dom were working together at the time. And, you know, Chris lied about being able to make websites, but he figured it out at some point. Uh, so he, he was, he came in, he put the site together and we just started going from there. But, um, you know, the first, the first like year and a half was, uh, you know, we were all over the place. We were trying to figure out what we wanted to do. And like consistency was always our issue for that first like year and a half or close to two years. Um, you know, when do we want to blog? Who wants to blog about what, like, how can we get content out consistently until uh, I moved to Chicago and we were like, you know what, let's just do a, let's do a podcast. Let's do, we'll aim for like maybe once every other week uh, if we can't do once a week. And then the weekend after Thanksgiving, because I'm pretty sure I got drunk with them that Thanksgiving that I came back from Chicago. Like it was just, all right, let's, let's figure this out. Let's see how this goes. We already had, a small community behind us at that point of people who consumed our written content. So we were like, all right, let's see where this goes. Um, that year we got invited to PAX East as media. The six months later, we got invited to DreamHack Montreal. So we technically were an international uh, brand at this point, like a year and a half in. Dude, I mean, we, it's fucking crazy to think like we, somehow top charts in like south korea new new zealand like guatemala little panama and like every fucking every country you wouldn't imagine is listening to a bunch of drunk idiots from america talk about video games somehow we're up there um but yeah after the podcast it was like it was a consistent thing of all right we're doing this every single week uh we're starting to get industry recognition from other people and from other companies and you know events and whatnot we're starting to to open up ties with other people in the industry we're making we're making relationships and friendships with people through this let's let's fucking keep going and now we're what five years in at this point but yeah i think we're coming up on five years that's so crazy to think it's like what three not even two years now yeah a year and a half Year and a half exactly, pretty much. Year and a half. So it's yeah. like just to think of like you know those guys and they're five plus years into it and stuff. It's like damn, 
babies. And, and yeah, and Bob, what you said is it's what I've learned just from listening to other podcasts and stuff. You said the consistency part, that's that's the big part, is like just committing to it and doing it every week. Like consistency. I feel like for us, like it that that's that's the big part that I feel like we'll just have to keep going and then yeah. we'll see what yeah, it is. It's you know? something we've always talked about. I feel like even from our first couple episodes we were always like, we just stay consistent with this. Don't give up on it. Don't like all of a sudden get sporadic with it. You know, something good can happen. And I feel like we we've been through a lot of good things already. You know what I mean? For sure. It's just I try to keep going up. Yeah, and and I feel like too, it's it, before I feel like sometimes in the very beginning of the whole start of the journey. When you just weren't feeling it, it was just so hard to do. And then once you just finally tell yourself, like, listen, motherfucker, we have to do this every single Friday. It, it, it like, I, if I didn't do it on Fridays, like, God forbid something happens that we wouldn't be able to do it. I, I seriously feel like my life would be thrown off for a while. Oh, dude, we had, um... When we recorded the Sunday episode with Mike Kent, one of the co-founders from Dixerto, we had to do it at like eight o'clock in the morning on a Sunday because he's living in Scot- like Scotland at the time or some shit. And that week we just released it on Thursday like we normally or Friday when we normally would. And we had like 10 days off and we were like, dude, what the like, this is fucking weird. We've never done this before. At most, like somebody would not be able to make it that week. So like for the first for the first like 60 episodes Chris would show up every third week maybe like every fourth week and we would have the running gag of like is Chris still alive find out next week maybe we don't know um but then after that like it, the consistency really ramped up like Dom you know Dom's a fucking adult he's married he sometimes he can't make it or like he'll go on vacation or something sometimes he can't make it Chris and I will just pull somebody up from the fucking bench from the double A team. So Tiggy, you're on that double A team now and we'll just have them fucking come up. But, um, I, in all honesty, like consistency is the biggest thing for any, any brand you could possibly imagine, you know? And when you think of it, what's, what's everybody's like end goal. We never, we never thought of having an end goal. We were just like, fuck it, let's put out our content, let's see what happens. But in the recent, in the past couple of years, we've been approached by media companies. We've been approached by other people. And the the one thing that everybody always points out is the consistency thing. Because you're building up a catalog. And I can tell you guys this, all this shit offline too. But like when, when you, you're building up a catalog at that point, and it's showing your work from four years ago. What was our work from four years ago? It was fucking hot garbage. Our mics all sounded like shit. We're all recording like shit, but you know what? We fucking tough through it. People still wanted to listen for some reason. And then here we are now building out a fucking studio and we're going to have some nice equipment. We're going to have some nice acoustic fucking band. We're going to get every, look, we're throwing the fucking bank at this shit. We're going to make this shit nice. And then we'll see what happens after that. You know, it's always the consistency thing though. That's always one of the first things that people look for. Is is there is there something that is there a moment that sticks out to you when all of a sudden like things started to kind of pop like whether it was you know any one of those countries that you just named like or something you guys blogs 
uh, specific thing and it got a lot of traction like do you is there something that you can see like that uh, pivot point I guess yeah uh, so it's so funny that you fucking asked this and it just popped into my head too um so like the first year we had the podcast we like I said we got invited to PAX East and it's right around the corner from where we all live or quote unquote lived because we all moved to Montreal, Nebraska, South Utah, you know, British Columbia, real Columbia. Um, but like we got invited to PAX East and it was like, wait, what the fuck? I've been paying to go to PAX East since I was 16. Now you're telling me I can just go there and like, I can cut in front of everybody in line and I could just get a demo before everybody else. And I can interview the people who made this game and I can do all that shit. So, like, that was probably the first moment. Uh, and then later on that year, dude, have you ever heard of the guy Larry Enticer? Uh-uh. I'm not too sure. I, okay. No. I'll send you guys, I'll send you guys the blog or a video of him. But he was like this, he was like this fucking match of, like, viral video. And he would just take an old beat-up snowmobile and then hit a ramp going like 60 miles per hour and then eat shit. And he would have a, he had a fucking mullet. He was wearing like uh jean short shorts. Say that over time. Yes. Wear sunglasses. Yes. Yes. Is he the guy that says uh, he's like, Oh, I'm still going to send it. Yes. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> so Dom, Dom wrote an article about him and it fucking spread like wildfire. It fucking took off, dude. And people were like, who the fuck is this guy? We were getting featured in, like, every random news media outlet, uh, like, imaginable. And then I hit him up one day, and I was like, hey, have you seen this article? And he was like, yeah, why? And I was like, because we wrote it, and we have a podcast. Do you want to come on it? And he was like, yeah, just, you know, whenever you guys want. And then, like, as for... He never came on. He never came on, but he's not the only fucking, like, F-list celebrity that we were going to have on our show that just bailed at the last second. But he was, that fucking article blew up, and we were like, holy fucking shit. Like, um, I'll, I'll tell you the story of some, uh, two other people after this, but, like, after that Larry Enticer article that just blew up out of nowhere, that was another one, and then... Right after our second packs, right after our second packs, I think it was like 2017. Um, our podcast started picking up like serious steam out of nowhere, and it was because one of us, it was because we were basically we were the first video game podcast to get featured on Spotify. Right when Spotify opened up, um, like the whole podcast section and shit, we were the first video game podcast. And we were one of the first, like, we were one of the first, like, 10 podcasts on Spotify, and it just it just started taking off. But our podcast host at the time lost half of our fucking, half of our catalog. All of that steam that we were picking up, we were ranked, like, number, we were, like, the number 32, uh, at the highest point, we were, like, the 32nd highest gaming podcast in the country. And then our podcast host lost half of our catalog, lost all of our analytics, and we just fucking plummeted after that. And we were like, fuck, dude, we were right there. 
We were right there. That We were at that fucking point. And then they just pulled the fucking rug out from under, under us. And we had to rebuild. And we started rebuilding. And we're, we're probably back to where we were at this point. Like, where should we chart, surprisingly? Um, but I do... Take a wild guess at, like, what... Tiggy, you can't answer this because we definitely talked about it on the podcast before. But who is the most obscure previous musician you could think of that we were going to have on the podcast? No, but that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> That's the first guy that came to my mind. <laughs> Dang, I obscure musician. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, Insane Clown Posse? No, but again, that would be fucking sick. <laughs> I don't we, know. Guess what? I'm going to build up suspension while I get another beer. <laughs> okay. Like All right. Who, who do you guys think it's going to be? Uh, obscure musician. I'm trying to think. Rebecca Black. Oh, She's good. I think she made just a song about Sunday. Could be Rebecca Black. Could I'm like, not getting Really? Like, recently. All right. So, so Pink would be sick. But hey, we, no, uh, dude, so, we can't get fucking Pink. What are you, crazy? <laughs> <laughs> dude, so we, we either think it's Pink or Rebecca Black. <laughs> I'll be honest. We could probably get Rebecca Black on the show. <laughs> that would be great. Dude. All right. So. We were going to get Aaron Carter on the show. No <laughs> way! That is like I, the creme de la creme. That's not, that's not, I mean, that's more popular than Pink. He is easily, he is a, a celebrity. Hey, hey, don't, Dr. Bob, you want to hear some, uh, some funny trivia? Yes. First please. live concert I've ever been to was an Aaron Carter concert. I'm sorry? I was five or six years old. <laughs> that's awesome. It was here in Wheeling. It was nice. Yeah. Or continue, sorry. We, I don't know what, again, I don't know how the fuck this happened, but somebody must have made an article about Aaron Carter. It picked up heat, and then out of nowhere, we just DM'd him one day. We were like, hey, same thing I did with fucking Larry and Tyson. We were just like, hey, have you seen this? And he's like, yeah, why? Like, well, we did it. Do you want to come on the show? And we were talking through him, like, hey, we're we're gonna get you on the show. We're gonna figure like this was probably within the first 20 episodes of our show. So it would have been awful. It would have been fucking horrible to get him on. <laughs> but he started ghosting us. So we we would hit him up and be like, hey, like you still around? We're gonna we're gonna record this week if you wanna if you wanna hop on. Don't hear anything. He gets arrested for a D he gets arrested for a DUI that week, I think. And then he gets forced into rehab. And then we hit him up one more time because he was like shitting all over people online. And we hit him up one more time and he was like, and I can't remember what the fuck happened, but he was talking shit to us. And we were just like, Hey, it's a real shame. You couldn't come on the show because you were arrested. Well, maybe next (laughs) time. And then he blocked us. Damn. And you, you were trying to catch him at his low, too, just like you treated him at his high. 
Just, hey. I mean, you gave them every chance. That's what we're here for. We're here to represent everybody. Doesn't matter who the fuck you are. So we say it all the time. When we have when we have guests on the show, we treat everybody the same. We treat people we grew up with that come on our show to just fuck around and talk. Like today's one of my shout out to my friend Bags. Today's his birthday. We're gonna go and get fucked up tomorrow. Watch the fights. Um, we had him on the show for maybe episode four. And we called him our juggalo correspondent bags. And we treated him the same way we treat people from Bethesda that come on our show. And it's, there's no, there's no middle ground. It's just, I mean, it's all middle ground. That's all it is actually. It's just, everybody's the same. doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where in the industry you are. If you're coming on the show, you're going to have a good time. You're going to be, you're going to be nice and relaxed. You're going to be loosened up. You're probably going to say shit you shouldn't say, but that's what we do. We get the best out of people. Yeah, isn't that what we're supposed to do in terms of the podcasters trying to get our friends to say things they would never say without recording like the camera and such? Yeah, but there's a limit. You gotta you gotta know the limit. That's the problem. <laughs> there's a hundred percent limit. Can we use that word there? Gaslighting. Yeah. It just shout out it's Charlie's birthday too. Shout out that man. Yes, it is. Happy birthday. Okay, so we we were talking earlier. So since it's your friend's birthday, we were talking about this before you came on. What is the age to you that you think somebody's old? Like, I know the older you get, the thing, like, it more evolves in your answer. Like, once you hit your late 20s and things. But what's the age now that when you see, like, year or age whatever you're like okay that that guy or that gal's old or or whoever it is he she i, I don't know i don't want to say it incorrectly that person you don't old. know their pronouns bro i hmm. are you asking me when i thought i started feeling old or when i think people start feeling old yeah yeah so like say say you see some poster on the wall and it, it has this guy's like for example uh, 37 years old. That's what I said. 37 was my mark. When I see somebody that's 37 and obviously older, I'm like, damn, that, that motherfucker's old. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say like early 40s, like 42 to 44, oh, where it's like, because like the male physiology, it actually peaks in its mid, it's lower to mid 30s. Like that's your, technically that's your physical prime if you can stay healthy. And then after that, it's just fucking downhill. You got no shot left. That's, my knees are fucking bad as it is. Like, I'm not going to hit that peak, but I'm, I'm going to try to get close. And then after that, it's I'll be in a walker or something by 45. I'll, I'll say 44. Okay. He was a lot higher than all of us. Yeah. 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 I can well, answer well, this. Yeah. Oh, but I the think, difference uh, is... The difference is I felt old at 25. Okay. Yeah, there we go. I felt old. <laughs> that makes sense. Like, I'm not saying I felt old. Like, when I hit 27, I started physically feeling old. Yeah. Like, waking up mornings, you're like, oh, I, just, I can't handle this anymore like I used to. Dr. Bob, got a question for you. Yes. You're a physician, correct? Am I a, I'm a what? A physician, right? I'm, no, I'm a, yeah. I am a, I am a physicist. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, hey, no, I, 
physics i yeah exactly physician something like that right on that point um so i can explain that to you in physics terminology because i'm a physician uh so the reason why the reason why it sounds quieter when it's snowing out is due to this thing called acoustic impedance so sound travels in a wave so the higher that sound is, the higher the peak goes, the lower the trough goes. And because it's snow, like when you have like thick, fluffy snow that's falling, the the sound waves travel through that snow and they dampen. Yeah. So those the peaks and the troughs, they shrink. And because they shrink, that's why you hear that's why things seem quieter, because you're technically hearing less. It's called acoustic okay. impedance. Okay. Well, thank you. Now I know. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. That's your lesson. Uh, Dr. Bob's yes. lesson's office. Dr. Bob's lesson of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Uh, I have a question now. Yes. <laughs> so, have you been paying attention to this whole uh, phenomenon with the Pokemon cards taking back off? Yes. Yeah, somehow. I, I don't understand it. Did you, did you collect as a kid, or I mean, did you play any of the Pokemon games? I did. I, I mean, it, dude, in hindsight, like, I should have kept all of the cards that I had. Like, here I am at 20 fucking eight, now realizing that all of these cards are worth 10,000 fucking dollars. But like, yeah, of course, I collected Pokemon cards just like everybody else. Um, I collected a shit ton of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I was a big collector for, there was this card game called Dungeon Masters. And I have some of the rarest cards that were ever printed for that game somewhere, somewhere in my parents' fucking house. But I mean, I was a, I was a big collector when it came to cards. Uh, when it came to playing the games, ooh, oh yeah, big time, hundreds of hours. Yeah, I was super into playing Yu-Gi-Oh. I never, I only collected Pokemon, and like I was, I got, I gave away my collections. When I hit like I was probably like fifteen, I was like, "Oh, I don't need this anymore. Let me let me give it to someone that's into it now." And like you said, now it's more what thirteen years later, and I'm like, "Holy fuck!" I had a bunch of cards that were worth a shit ton of money, but I got back into it. So I, like I, I have a decent collection built back up again. So, dude, it's uh, it is a strangely lucrative move for a lot of people, but like. There's all there's all the controversy around quote unquote loot boxes and video games, but Pokemon cards were the original fucking loot boxes. Like, yeah, you don't know what the fuck you're gonna get, but you're paying for it, and you'll see what you you have a chance. Like my Counter Strike collection, I have shit in my Counter Strike collection that was at one point worth like nine hundred dollars. That was just a roll of the dice for a random box. 
Um, but dude, ever since like the whole phase started blowing up again, every everything that I think could be collectible at some point in the future, which I'm apparently now I'm turning into a fucking hoarder. But like anything that might be worth something in the future, I'm holding on to. Like, hold on, I might have it actually. Uh, it, it is it is crazy listening to you guys talk about it. Like, I would oh, I would literally never just buy something that I don't know what's inside of it. When when you think of it, when you put it in those terms. Oh, I mean, we're gambling addicts. But, you know, we are. Yeah, very true. But he's right about everything that's like like I I, I bought pops pop figures. And I'm like, oh, I've got to save these now. And that's more of a newer type thing. I'm like, oh, those are going to be worth money someday. But the chances that they are is a very high. We just never know. And also, like, nowadays, like like Dr. Bob was saying, like, nowadays you're thinking, oh, what can be collectible? Almost every other person is thinking that same thing, too, which yeah. therefore is being not collectible. I mean, oh, Crazy Bones? I used to collect the shit out of Crazy Bones. Well, I've heard a lot about those things. Just yeah. rocking that off or not this. Yeah. But oh, so. Me and Jake, we. Uh, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to. I'll show you guys this after. No, yeah, I was just saying, me and Jake used to collect uh, Hot Wheels, too. Oh, I thought yeah. of Hot Wheels collecting. Tech decks, thousands of them. Yeah. Tech deck collection. I basically, I've, over the years, I've realized. There is a fine line, like it hits a point where you're not a collector anymore. You are, in fact, a hoarder. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, according to my girlfriend, I've hit that point. So, uh, I don't give a shit. Yeah, she doesn't. Yeah, but you know what's crazy about it? Is she going to be complaining when that fucking hoard that you're collecting pays off your wedding in the future? No, she won't complain. Yeah. That. You listening, sis? Thank you. This is what I've said. <laughs> I'm like, if she gets pissed because I show her, I'm like, hey, look, hey, I got this Charizard card, the shiny Charizard card. It's worth, if I get it graded, it grades in 10, it's worth like $1,500. She's like, oh, cool. Are you going to sell it? Oh, I'm not going to sell it. Not for another 10 years. So we're building out the studio. We, we're getting gear. We The first PAX East we ever went to, we played this game called Brawlhalla. We interviewed the team behind it, and we got these exclusive uh, dev skins, legendary dev skins for a free-to-play game. This card that I have right here, I've had it for four years, is worth like $600 right now. Because there's only there were all, the only ones ever printed were released at PAX East fucking 2017. And I'll never, so, I won't get rid of this until it's worth 10 grand. It's got a code on the back or whatever for the skin. Is that yeah, how it that's, works? yeah, that's why I didn't turn it around. Dude, that, oh, <laughs> I didn't know if it was blacked out or not. No, so no, no. Have, crazy. So you haven't, you haven't accepted the skin. You haven't like put the skin in the game yet? It's, I have an unregistered legendary meta dev skin for a game that's free to play with a Probably a, hun- a couple hundred thousand people. That card go that code on the back of that card goes for like six hundred fifty bucks. That's a PC game, right? Yeah, PC. It's on consoles too, I think. So it's never gonna hit that point where like, if I was thinking like, what if it hits at the point of like uh, like Halo Two where the servers shut down after fifteen years or whatever, and then the game's not even playable online anymore, and then 
the code would become worthless, right? Yes. So, like, now it's a free-to-play game, and because they have such a huge player base, they're ported, like, initially it was just a, a PC game, but it got ported over to consoles and whatnot afterwards because it achieved so much success after it went free-to-play. So, I mean, I don't see the game slowing down anytime. It's it's essentially a Super Mario, a Super Smash Bros. clone, but, you know, with weapons, with more so focused around weapons. But I, I don't know. Free-to-play games like that, they don't really lose steam unless the team themselves decide they don't want to they don't want to work on it anymore. Yeah. yeah, like let's just hang it up and work too much on it. Yeah. Or they announce fucking Brawlhalla 2. Shit like that. Right. That, that, it's funny you say that it always makes me wonder like what's the actual future gonna be of Fortnite? There will probably never be a Fortnite 2. It's just probably going to go and go and go until Epic's like, uh, we're, we're done with this. So long. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they do at some point release a Fortnite 2. Um, like a lot of people said there would never be a PUBG 2, but there's a PUBG 2 is coming out. I think it's only, I think it's starting only on mobile, which is fucking insane, but whatever. Um, yeah, I think I think there's potential for an actual Fortnite sequel. Will they do anything new? Probably not. Maybe they'll update the graphic style to something else, but that, that's all I could really see with it. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's whole things strange to me. Like, cause you, you got to think if they do a Fortnite two, probably coincide right with a new season starting. Yeah. That's the only way I can see it, it working. So Overwatch is releasing quote-unquote Overwatch 2, which is just Overwatch 1, but with, like, new multiplayer shit and then somewhat of a campaign as well. So that never made sense to me because that game was technically a game of ser- as service as well that was mostly free. So I don't know. It, will, will they ever kill Fortnite? Probably not. If they do, it would only be with a sequel, I think. I think that's the only I, way I that, that it dies. Yeah. So, um, you know, we got a, a, a couple of us are big uh, Halo enthusiasts here. And, uh, you know, announcements from Halo Infinite. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're an expert in the video game realm. Do you think that's actually coming out or is it all just fugazi? Do you want my, oh my God, do you want my real fucking answer or do you want a hammed up answer? Because I've done, I've I put on a fucking show. So yeah, that's I, that real answer. I'll give you both. So I've gone at lengths saying Halo Infinite is never going to fucking come up. I've said it to all the all of my friends that are like huge Xbox fanboys that are like, oh, so what? PlayStation, Sony doesn't have Halo. Who the fuck cares, dude? It comes to PC. <laughs> Honestly, who fucking cares? And I've got just to piss them off, I keep telling them Halo Infinite's never gonna come out. In reality, it will come out. But if it comes out, it's gonna be it's not gonna be this year. We'll be lucky if it's next year. And if they release it and it doesn't live up to everybody's expectations, I don't think they're like it's hard to say there'll never be another Halo again, 
But if they release Infinite as a live service game, which I think they probably will, I mean, it's, I don't see, an, if they, if this game fucking flops, I see Halo, the next Halo coming like eight years later. It will come out. We're, how many years are we now? Six, what is it, six? Something like that. Uh, I mean, Master Chief Collection came in between, but that was a fucking, that was a disaster at launch. Like, it's awful. Still is awful. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I agree with you, though. So, sometimes you just gotta wonder, and don't get me wrong, I actually, uh, it got hated on, but I personally, I'm a big fan of Halo 5. I actually like the gameplay in that game. And the switch to, like, the, um, the pistol-based combat, I actually liked it. And it got, it, it did get a lot of criticism, but like I said, I, I was a big fan. But I would agree, if this if this Halo comes out, if Infinite comes out and shits the bed, we yeah, we might not see one again, or like you said, it might be like eight, nine years in between. It'll be like one of those things where you don't even know it's in development, and then seven, eight years later, they're like, oh, we're going to do another one. Never thought it was going to happen, but oh, we'll yeah. do another one. That's what they should have done with this one. They shouldn't have said anything about it until they were six months away from release and then said, hey, the game's coming out. Be prepared. But because it's a fucking quote-unquote, it's a Microsoft exclusive and all the fucking Microsoft Xbox fanboys need to get their, they need to get their rocks off with the announcement of the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S, oh, you can only play Halo Infinite on these consoles. So they needed to push the console. So that's why they announced it. Like if they if there wasn't that pressure from Microsoft to release that information, they could have kept it in the oven. They could have kept it a secret. Nobody would have knew about it, and then we wouldn't have already been let down by the travesty that was the trailers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you make a really good point. I never even thought about the announcement just being a way to push the consoles. Oh, 100%. I never thought. Of- yeah, that makes total sense now when you actually sit and think about it. And that's exactly why I did it. Yeah, if that if that new if this next generation of consoles wasn't being pushed so hard, that game would have never been announced. Like, um, I'm trying to think. Cyberpunk, for example. Look at all the shit that happened with Cyberpunk. That game was announced like six fucking years ago, and they've been working on it for that long, but they were working on it on a previous generation's hardware. So right when the next generation came out, they were like, oh, you know what? We're going to take a little extra time to fucking keep this in the oven a little bit. We're going to iron out some of the issues. The game still released horribly. They tripped over themselves. They face-planted. They looked like a bunch of idiots. And now they still haven't fixed it. And the previous generation editions of that game run like shit. So they screwed themselves because they tried to they tried to stretch themselves thin between two generations of consoles, but now, you know, Halo's doing the opposite, but it's having the same effect. Yeah. Well, I want to, I want to dig deep here. Speaking of games that are never going to come out, I want to see, did you ever play, did you play Bully? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. You think it. the second one's ever going to come out? No fucking way. No fucking way. No like, fucking way. There is sad. That's a great fucking game. We so Chris talks about this every other week on the podcast because Chris has played three games. Uh, well, he's played more than three games. 
but he's only played games in the Call of Duty franchise, and he's played Bully and GTA. Those are the three. One's a franchise, two are games. Um, he doesn't shut the fuck up about a Bully sequel, and I get it. Bro, I get it. I want a fucking, I want a Bully sequel just as much as anybody else, but it's never going to fucking happen. When that game released, what was it, 13 years ago at this point? It was already fucking stricken with controversy. So many people were upset. That game comes out, everybody's like, oh, it's promoting violence in schools, just like every other fucking video game is promoting violence in schools. Shut up. Right, go back to the fucking hair salon. Shut up. Nobody wants to listen to you, okay? Stop fucking saying my kid is going to go hurt other people at school because of a video game. It, it doesn't make any sense. But there was so much fucking controversy when that game first came out that there's no way in the current climate that we live in where everybody is upset about everything that we'll ever be able to, to get a sequel to bully. There's no way unless they ruin the actual game itself. Yeah, no, I hundred percent agree. And it's crazy when you think about it in contrast to, or compared to the other games that rockstar makes, it's like, Oh, we're not going to release a bully sequel because of the controversy we'll get about bullying in schools. But we'll release another GTA where you can do fucking everything you ever imagined in it. And the problem, the logic is, the problem is the game Bully is not about you being a bully at school. It's the opposite. Right. You're fucking standing up against every bully in the school. Yeah, it's the, it's the, the anti-bully. It's the opposite. And the problem is people don't – it's always the people who don't play the game – or consume that content that have to speak so loudly about it. They have to be the loudest person who are talking on that topic. It, it happened. I, I actually get, holy shit. This is funny because I, Dom and I gave Chris a history lesson two weeks ago about why, why right now is Chicago trying to ban GTA in their city. And it all started 40 years ago, or at this point, almost 60 years ago with Dungeons and Dragons because churches thought Dungeons and Dragons was turning their kids into Satanists and Satan worshipers. Hold on. Hold on. Unreal. We need to change this Intermission. whole wiring. Good. We need to change this whole wiring.
This is tremendous. No, it's great. This is this great. is something. It's what I call higher content. <laughs> Bob, can can you hear us? Yeah, he yes. hears us. Yes, I can. <laughs> we can hear him. We're good. Alrighty. Let me just make sure uh, Skype is uh, all good. set. I mean, it wouldn't be. Uh, yeah, you didn't, we didn't mess we're with we're you. running. We're running. We're running smooth. Yeah. Why are you guys freaking out? I mean, you know, what's everyone freaking out for? Okay, we're still good. We're, we're good. We need you to share Good, we're good, we're good. Here we go. I mean, we... We're back in this bitch. All right, so a lot of cutting coming up for me. No, no we're, we're not cutting anything. We're not cutting anything. There we go. We don't right. cut anything. So where were we? You know that. Oh, God, you did, this is your show now. God. All right. So, um, for those of us, uh, some of our listeners aren't in, as in tune as video games as us for um, us five incredibly handsome uh, video game connoisseurs here. How would you describe Bully uh, to those that had did not get to play it or you know might not have any idea what you're talking about? Well, I mean, you're the anti. You don't bully anybody. You don't fucking. I, see, now I'm going to start getting mad. Because this shit is boiling up inside. You don't fucking... The game's not about bullying other people. It's about being the anti... It's about bullying the bullies. You're the you're the, you're the the fucking anti-hero, basically. You're the good guy who... You're the Deadpool. Yeah, you're the Deadpool. Basically, yeah. You're the Deadpool. And, and, of course, guess who's upset about Deadpool? Fucking everybody. For some... Everybody who's not consuming Deadpool is upset about Deadpool. But, um, like I was saying before, Tiggy literally destroyed everything. Um, the the history, the history of why everybody's so upset about these things is because it started 60 years ago where churches were saying kids playing Dungeons and Dragons are becoming safe worshipers. That's where it started. Then you fast forward like 20 years, video games start coming out. And then, um, this game called Night Trap gets released. So it's similar. It's actually similar to Super Seducer, where it's an FMV of a full motion video game where you click through, and it's just like early twenties women at a girls party, and you have to try to save them from people breaking into the house. So, what politicians were trying to say was that that game was promoting violence against women. It wasn't. It was the most fucking cartoony game that you could possibly imagine. It was hammy. It was B-quality horror. Like, there was really nothing to it outside of a shitty, like, B-horror video game. Mortal Kombat releases. Guess what? Politicians are trying to pass legislature saying Mortal Kombat is too violent. It's influencing our children. We gotta pull it. We gotta... That's how the ESRB was formed, because of those games. Now we have an ESRB with ratings of like mature, adult plus, shit like that. That didn't exist before uh, Night Trap and Mortal Kombat. Now, every time a Rockstar game's co- a game comes out, there's always fucking controversy around it. The fucking people in Chicago are trying to blame all the crime that goes on there on a fucking video game that was released 12 years ago. Get over it. Take some responsibility for the people that you govern Parents, take some fucking responsibility for your children. Just, if you don't want them to play the game, guess what? You're the fucking adult. You don't have to buy them the game. It's that simple. It, the fact that it's even blamed for it, though, is just 
such a dumb shit. Uh, I'm sitting here in that whole video game inspired violence argument. So dumb. It's because people, it's because parents and people uh, in political power can't accept responsibility for issue. They can't be accountable. They can't accept the fact that, hey, I could have prevented this, but I didn't. So we, who else can we blame now? Yeah, it's exactly what it is. That's uh, parenting with Dr. Bob. Yeah. yeah. Weekly Take some fucking accountability. <laughs> <laughs> accountability, you heard it here first. And um, you know, uh, well, we got we got we got a hypothetical and a few, a few questions, you know, before we let you go. Or I mean, I, I'm afraid I'm gonna run down the show again, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, little hypothetical. If we were all in like an MMORPG, and we got the party here, us five. What roles would you give us? Ooh. In a little adventure role here, huh? Ooh, ooh, say, say, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like this. I like this. Okay, hold on. Let me pull the seat up real quick. Um, so I'm sitting. Oh, this is like this is good like camera work too, because on my stream, like, it's almost like I'm kind of looking down on you guys. Like I'm the dungeon master. <laughs> well, let me, let me reframe You're this. Not gonna <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all right, so DM Bob right over right over the party members, right? Um, okay, here's what it's going to be. I'm going to go from left to right. Tiggy, you're going to be, you're going to be a bard, okay? And you're going to fucking smooth talk people. You're going to whisper, you're going to soothsay, you're going to, you're going to debuff characters, you're going to buff up the rest of the team. You're going to be the bard, okay? Come on, I can't hear you. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, I was whispering then, unfortunately. Oh, okay, okay. I was going to say, I'm up all night and all day and every which way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. All right, moving to the right. All right, we got, we got Paladin, okay? We got front and center, you're fucking tanking, and you're holy, you're holy auraing everybody in the fucking party, right? Everybody in the party, you get a plus, you get a plus two to your attack roll, uh, you get plus two to your defense, and you boom shield right up front, right up front, right. Um, Easy. Love. Moving over, we got okay. Mm, okay, this is gonna be a little more difficult. Check him out. Check him out. He's got red hair, if that matters. Birthday boy Birthday boy. Birthday. He's got nice eyes. Monk. Monk. <laughs> you look like you look like. You look like you could swing those fucking arms around. Oh, I, I can. Uh, I can do that. When I can, bro. He's been kicked out of many a hockey game. I have yeah, exactly. been kicked out of them. <laughs> you, get the, you get them loose. You don't have to worry about fucking weapons. You're rolling D4s to start, but then you build up your key, right? You build up that key, and then you throw in eight punches in one turn. Monk. Easy. Easy. Sounds like me on High Street at one in the morning. <laughs> Here we go. Best for last, baby. Archer. Archer. Ranger. Hawkeye, right? Ranger. But, hold on. But, I see you tweeting out about your puppy all the time. You're a Beastmaster Archer. You have a companion at your side, and you're, you're just knocking both. Yes. Yes. Okay, I love it. Dr. Bob is my guy. Yeah. 
Thank you for that. Like a Jon Snow archer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember, he called you a physician. Yeah, I was. I respect him. I respect him. But, hey, Dr. Ball, hey, you got any more hypotheticals? I do, I do. Well, I don't have any more hypotheticals. I do have, I do have, a, I do have a voicemail column. Okay, do that one. As well. Voicemail um, column. Voicemail column, the first of its kind here. Um, here we go. I'm going to try to play it. I know Dom's much better at this, probably. Ten bucks. I'm going to go speaker, yeah. <laughs> I'll try to boom the, boom the mic here. So, here we go. I'm gonna be honest. I I heard like four words. Okay. <laughs> so, that's what I was thinking it was gonna happen, but um, so yes, yeah, so that was Derek from Montana. Let me. Okay, so I'm gonna. I'm hit. Hey, hey, actually, we're working through this. I'm gonna say I'm picking up your computer audio, and not your microphone audio. So if you put it, if you play it again, and you play it, put it on speakerphone, put it next to your computer. Put it. Bring it closer to your computer. We're gonna go take two here. Take two. Take two, the band. Take two, great band. You can hear it once he puts it next to the computer speaker, so just let us know right away, so we don't have to sit through that again. Yeah, I didn't want to interrupt. You guys looked like you were enjoying it. I didn't want to interrupt. Let me make sure. It's definitely. Well, it's these. That's the issue right here. Well, definitely. I'm definitely hearing. You guys through the computer audio. No, it's probably dim, but it's not green. How do we green with this? It doesn't, it's never green. Don't we have the lights there, though? It should be orange and red. There's okay. no lights on at all. On each of the mics, that's the issue. No, there's never one on each of Okay, I don't know. I don't know what's working, but we're going to go through it here because uh, 
tiggy technical issues here. Okay, here we go. Here we go with uh, the. Uh, we're gonna hear Derek from Montana yet again, so it's gonna be tremendous. Hey, Truthbox, first time, long time. My name's Derek. I'm from Montana. Um, quick question for you guys. Uh, big fan of the show. It's I see that crisp. you have uh, Dr. Bob on tonight. So uh, he's a big video game guy. Is what the streets are telling me around there. Apparently, his company, you know, they're nationwide. Uh, but I got a question for you guys. I'm kind of down national. bad when it comes to the dating app game, right? And um, I don't know. Let's hypothetically say this, right? Say I'm a, I don't know, six foot four, beautiful blue eyes, co-founder of a great company. You know, make decent money. You know, I drive, I drive a, a decent car. You know, all that shit. Uh, I don't know if I said at the beginning, but I'm from Montana. If you can't tell by the way I talk. Um, but I'm just wondering, for the single guys on the panel tonight, which go-to opening line on these dating apps? Me, like, I always think you go with your common interest, right? Shit like that. And I don't really get two matches because, I mean, we're speaking hypothetically about me being a six-foot-four, beautiful, blue-eyed human being. Um, that's completely hypothetical because I'm not that. Um, but like my head is like big fan of anime and I spend the normal work day on my computer watching streams and playing video games. Um, but yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just curious, like opening line on a dating app for the single guys. I'm not trying to get people in, uh, people in trouble, you know? Uh, once again, Derek from Montana. Uh, this Dr. Bob guy, sounds like he's on something with this company. Uh, I don't know who the guy is. Tiki, I think it is. Ricky, maybe. Uh, this guy's extremely handsome. You guys should get him on the show more often. You guys are all hot, but, I mean, this guy, I need to see more of him. Peace and love, baby. Love the show. Okay, thanks, Chris, so much for that call. Really, really couldn't have made that more long-winded. Thanks. You could have cut that in half. That fucking voicemail was way too long. We let's do it twice. That's all. Yeah, sorry about that. I look. Hey, I'm not gonna apologize for Chris. He can apologize himself. But uh, <laughs> hey, I'll give you my fucking advice. When I was when I was single and I lived in Chicago and I was uh, working through dating apps, it was always the same thing. It was always, do you want? I'll. It was always. Um, you order the pizza, I'll get the beer. Let's watch Bob's Burgers. And let me great. let me tell you, it worked a lot. Fuck yeah, I love that. See, mine mine never worked ever, but I always use it. I just say, "Honey, you're home." <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Okay. So the thing is, you need to approach it as what something. What is something that nine ninety percent of the women you're trying to find on that app would be interested in? If I'm matching with someone on Tinder, again, this was four years ago in the past. I am in a incredible relationship now. It's been ongoing for about almost four years, actually. Um, you need to find that common interest and you need to put it forward saying, hey, is this something you would be interested in? Because you know this is something they would probably be interested in. So I'll get beers, you get the pizza, and we'll hang out and watch Bob's Burgers. 
and it fuck dude it fucking works and i i came when i came home from chicago i tried setting up chris's fucking uh tinder forum i told him that i told him that's all you have to do uh, it's just that easy okay just put it in your bio i drink beer i eat pizza let's watch bob's burgers it'll work they don't work chris he he needed to go rogue he needed to go off on his own fucking thing he needed to fuck it oh hey what's going on sweet sugar baby you want to maybe go out sometime no simple find com you find common ground and you that's where you approach common ground there, I mean, I think the easiest thing to play off of is like, you know, you got to use her bio. Exactly. You know, yeah, I mean, you got to find something like kind of Bob said, you know, a common interest, you know, whether it's like an office quote, and, you know, you just, you just run with it, hypothetically yeah. speaking, something like that. Yeah. No, yeah. That, that's, I was going to say, you got to look at her bio. If her favorite song is like a Tyler Childers song, it would be like, hey, let's get the details. I'll just get the Tyler Childers tickets. Some <laughs> shit like that. It's no, no, never no, 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 you don't want to do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Because then you're then you're then you're too far invested. You're investing too much. You're investing too much. You don't want to do that. They were on sale though. All right. So what happens if she bail? What happens if she bails right before the concert? I give on myself and drink a lot of sixteen dollar beers. <laughs> exactly. You're too far invested. Too far invested. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. So, so Derek, I hope you took something from this, you know. Derek, listen to Doctor Bob. He knows best. Yeah, Derek. Dude, I've gotten this. I have gotten this method to work for several people. Okay, maybe I should make Super Seducer Four. Maybe. You're like, just, maybe I should do you, it. You got your actor. You got your actor right here. <laughs> You're the only person right. I want for the role. Um. <laughs> I, I mean, I have a question for you guys that actually popped up today. That's not, it's not a hypothetical, but it's a, it's like a, it's a pre-pandemic question that like, I never, I never really discussed with anybody, but like, what's something that you guys did before the pandemic that you didn't necessarily enjoy doing, that you didn't really look forward to doing that you totally miss right now? Okay, well, I'll start. I'll start. I won't say miss right now because I I recently started back at it, but and I'm not trying to be like a, I missed. Uh, so I missed just going to like the gym. I yeah. couldn't go to the gym. That sounds lame, but like it is. It, it, you know, I worked from home. The pandemic started. I was working from home, so I didn't really go anywhere. That was just like a, that was just a normal a normal routine I had it's like I, I you know go to the gym after work it, it blows but after a while it's like man I wish I could just go to the gloves and see you know what I mean so that was one of those things that was like I wasn't mad about it because I could just stay home but after a while I was like man I wish I could just go go to the gym you know gloves and steam that kind of thing so that's probably my answer so I don't know this is a tough one for me probably I would say and it's weird because I don't want to say I didn't enjoy doing this. I just didn't do it very often. Like, I would rather, like, I'm talking about going to the movie theater. Like, I would rather watch a movie at home, to be honest. And now that it's been so long, I haven't been able to do it. Yeah, I mean, I miss going to the movie theater and, like, watching movies. 
Yeah, uh, truthfully, that was exactly what I was going to say. That was going to be your answer. Yeah, the, the movie theater. Like, I feel like that's the one thing that I just miss so much right now. Um, in terms of the question, though, I don't think, because I love the movies more than anything, I go by myself because I just love being in those leather seats with a large Coke and a large popcorn by myself with no one bothering me. So I like couldn't even categorize that because like I missed that before, you know. So honestly, I don't think there's anything that I didn't like before the pandemic that I missed now. Okay. Strip clubs. Huh. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. What about it's you, Doctor Bob? It's strip clubs, 100. percent It literally hit me today. It literally, dude. It's one of my it's one of my oldest and best friend's birthdays today. And we're gonna go. We're gonna go to his house. We're gonna go enjoy ourselves. We're gonna get fucked up. We're gonna watch the UFC fights. Uh, I'm recently vaccinated, so I'm I'm not scared. I can go mouth kiss all of my friends tomorrow. I don't give a fuck. But like, I know for a fact that if we weren't in the middle of a quarantine, or if we were in the middle of a fucking global pandemic, a hundred percent at the end of like towards the end of the night after that last fucking fight. Someone would say, hey, fuck it, let's go to the strip club. 100%. We, there is a strip club literally a minute and a half down the street from where I live. And I grew up here, and it's fucking, it's, I could throw a football from my house to the strip club. And that's what would happen. We would finish, we would get fucked up, we would watch the fights, and at the end, someone would say, you know what, you guys want to go to the strip club? And everyone would say, ah, I don't know. I don't want to throw away $300 tonight. But now, yes. right now, I want to throw away $300. Oh, yeah. I'm with you on that one. Oh, but hey, I think we're ready to close it out. I'll close it out with a quick, I got a quick rapid fire questions for you. So I'm going to ask a couple questions and then you just answer the person that comes to your mind. Right? Sure. All right. One to ten. How good are you at keeping secrets? Oh, I'm am t- a good ten. I'm a good. T- I don't fucking tell anybody things. But yeah, I'm a good. I'm a hard ten. Ariel or Jasmine? Jasmine. And I'll tell you. And I'll tell you why, bro. Now you're gonna be fucking mad <laughs> by the end of this. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because I dated a chick for three fucking years, and I had to pay for her to get an aerial tattoo on her thigh. So, you know what? Fuck you. That's why. Fuck Ariel. Good <laughs> answer. First celebrity crush. Ooh. I think, I think the first time I ever saw Denise Richards, it moved. Okay. Morning or evening? What do you mean that? For what? Do you prefer morning or evening? Like oh, rapid fire. Evening. What do you mean? There's there's no context to this question. It's evening. I fucking hate waking up. I'm, I'm a morning guy. But okay, if you could travel back in time, what time would you go to? I can. I don't know. Like a couple weeks ago or something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with that. Do you snore? Oh, yeah, it's fucking awful. Like, dude, my girlfriend almost kicked me out last week because I was snoring so bad. What fictional world would you want to live in? Ooh, that's a good question. 
Hyrule, maybe? What an answer. Place you most want to travel that you haven't been to? Uh, Italy. Favorite drunk food? Favorite Taco Bell. I'll probably order it tonight and hate myself tomorrow. <laughs> Favorite childhood TV show? Ooh. Ooh. I fucked with Dragon Ball Z hard. But then that's not the anime. That's just that's not the anime. That's just a car- that's a cartoon. Yeah, you don't watch anime. That's kind of anime. It's not. It's not. Favorite season? I'm over. Dragon. Favorite saga? Oh, Dragon Ball Z. I was gonna say I'm a, I'm a big fan of Winter. Um, I like the Cell Saga. I like the Cell Saga. Yeah, yeah Droid Cell Saga over everything. Last Halloween costume. I was I've been a lumberjack for like seven years in a row. Yeah. Respect. I like that. You got the beard for it. Cake or pie? Pie. Favorite TV series. Uh again, you guys are gonna think that this is a fucking anime. It's not. Okay, it's not. I'm t- I'm gonna preface this, it's not anime, it's called Yu Yu Haka Show. Again, just a cartoon, just like Dragon Ball Z. Not anime. Sounds It's not. Never heard of it. Sounds anime to me. It's not. Okay. Best guys. question for last. Best question for last. Who is your go-to Mario Kart character? Drybones. Oh. Nice. Sleeper. He's a sleeper. Survive the rapid-fire questions. Honestly, Dr. Bob, I want to thank you very much for coming on. This was very, very fun, and it means the world to us. It was very, very nice to finally talk to you. Person, quote-unquote, you're here with me, I see you. You know, I'm there with you in your room as well. So I just want to say thank you very, very much. And I just want to shout out Dom. He finally followed me on Twitter. And you know what? That just made my day. So shout out you, Dom. Thank you. And make sure, guys, to follow Wicked Good Gaming on everything. Love you. That was great. Bob, anything you want to shout out? Or um, you want to with? Yeah, sure. Uh, you can catch all of our social media. It's at Wicked Good Gaming, uh, except for Twitter. It's at Wicked Good Games on Twitter. Um, you can check out our gaming podcast, Not Another Gaming Podcast. It's on all podcast platforms. Every fucking one of them. Um, all the written content is at wickedgoodgaming.com. Uh, videos are up at youtube.com backslash wickedgoodgaming. I have been streaming probably like three to four times a week recently. Short streams. Keeping it short at twitch.tv backslash wickedgoodgaming. But also, shout out to the homies at the Juicebox Podcast. Okay? I... I I can't I can't remember when it was. It was probably a couple months ago where I started listening and I heard you guys talking about all the fucking things that went on at your Catholic high school. And it I went to an all guys Catholic high school. Okay. And I'm fucking sitting, I'm driving. I can't remember where the fuck I was driving, but I'm listening to it and I'm like, holy shit. This reminds me of when we got one of the brothers to quit and move to Rhode Island to go work at another school because we were such fucking horrible kids. Like it it, it felt like, it felt like I was sitting down listening, like having a conversation 
with my buddies from high school. And that's why I started listening to you guys. And it's a pleasure and it's an honor to be on. And I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, you're the best. Uh, shout out Dr. Bob, the physician at Wicked Good Gaming. You heard it here first. Actually, I guess last because we're closing out. So. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Dr. Bob. All right, yeah, and uh, thanks again to Dr. Bob for coming on. Um, if you want to catch all of us on our socials, we got Jerry Nixon Jr. on Instagram, uh, John Theodore Nixon on Instagram, Money in the Bake Takes on Instagram, Zarley Price on Instagram, and JT is at the Juice Box Pod on Twitter. Uh, catch him at the Juice Box Pod. That's on Twitter. <laughs> Jake is, I uh, don't know his Twitter name. It's Jerry Nixon Jr. on Twitter as well. Tig is at Tiggy Nation on Twitter. And I'm at Pokizar on Twitter. That's Z-A-R. Z is in Zebra, A is in Apple, R is in Respects, R as in Reebok. Follow us on Facebook, the Juice Box Podcast. We are not the diabetes, the Juice Box Podcast. Don't get it twisted. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Back Come on. on the scene. Come on.